0: What's up, friends? Before we hop into the show, gotta tell you about our friends over at Strava Craft Coffee, and we're headed into the weekend. And you need that jolt to get you through the weekend, and there's no better way to do it than with Strava Craft Coffee. Strava Craft Coffee is upping the deal for our listeners now. It's no longer DNVR20; it's DNVR25. That magical code will save you 25% off your purchase over at Strava Craft Coffee. And if you've already used the code DNVR20, we'll make sure to use use the code DNVR25 because you'll be able to use that and then after you try and fall in love with Stravacraft's delicious CBD infused coffee make sure to subscribe to Stravacraft coffee and you'll save 20% on every single order after that so make sure to try out Stravacraft coffee and if you want to give it a try in a single glass we'll head on over to the DNVR bar where we have cold brew from Stravacraft coffee on tap delicious So make sure to check out Strava Craft Coffee, subscribe to them, and of course, on your first purchase, use that magical code DNVR25 to get 25% off. All right, Mace, let's hop into the show. Number
1: one for the one and only. bitter and come and join
0: Welcome into the DNVR Broncos podcast on this Friday edition. I'm your host, Zach Stevens, joined by my man, Andrew Mason. And before we hop in to this March Madness edition of the show, got to tell you about our presenting sponsor, MSU Denver Online. MSU Denver Online puts a dynamic education at your fingertips without forcing you to decide between earning a degree and living your life. MSU Denver is the Colorado institution providing rigorous and affordable online programs top by professors who bring the real world into the classroom. Classroom. MSU Denver graduates use their relevant degrees to land coveted jobs. And we've had many people over at DNVR take classes at MSU Denver. And they say that MSU Denver Online does a great job of building the schedule around your life and also bringing the real world into the classroom so you know exactly what to expect when you finish that class and when you graduate. So make sure to check them out over at MSU Denver Online. My boy, Mace, happy March Madness. I know we kicked off a little bit last night with some basketball, and boy, was the madness real. Can't wait for this weekend.
2: Yeah, the the, uh, the first four games last
0: night, uh, how
2: closely were you watching
0: them, Zach? Uh not very closely at all. I'm wait I'm waiting for today, Mace. Yesterday my night was uh, was consumed by Broncos, of course. Not only the press conference where we got to speak with Mike Boone, Ronald Darby and George Payton and there's a lot of info dropped there, but also the Kyle Fuller news. Mace, how close were you watching?
2: Uh I kind of with the Kyle Fuller stuff not very closely. Um with that coming down, which leads me to a moment I'm going to get on my soapbox here. In the last few years, the start of the league year has gotten later. It used to happen around uh, the conference tournaments, which in and of itself, there was a lot going on. And now the NFL has pushed it to the week of March Madness. Let me say, I absolutely hate this. I hate the fact that the league year and March Madness are in the same few days. I mean, back in 2012, for example, the league year happened around the conference tournaments. And then I was able to go and cover the NCAA tournament first and second rounds down in Albuquerque, uh, for the New York times. I was able to to take a stringer assignment and do that. And then when that got done, came back to Denver and covered Peyton Manning signing and becoming a Bronco. I like this better when the league year and March madness didn't ram up against each other. So maybe, uh, if they do what I hope they do with this 17-week schedule, maybe that means the su- eventually the Super Bowl is one week later, the Super Bowl is around President's Day, and maybe we're talking about the league year being pushed back a week to Sweet 16, Elite 8 at time. Uh, not that that's great, but at least you don't have stuff going on all day. I, I hate this, Zach. I hate it. I, why does the NFL have to horn in on everything else on the sports
0: calendar? Because they're king, <laughs> And they know they don't have to change their I, calendar. <laughs> I know, and it, it's it's terrible it, it is absolutely terrible. I mean, uh, even
2: if I wasn't covering the tournament, I'd often go to first and second rounds just to sit in the stands and watch as a fan. I can't do that because of this. So, change this NFL. You're messing up my schedule. You're messing up my
0: downtime. (laughs) I bet. I bet for us, Mace, there's a chance we're breaking some Kyle Fuller news later this afternoon and can't watch games. But for fans, man, I bet fans would love it sitting at home, catching games all day and learning the Broncos got Kyle Fuller. And so Mace, my Mm. question to you is where are the Broncos going to get Kyle Fuller? Of course, news comes down the pipe last night that the bears are going to release Kyle Fuller, but They waited until after the transaction wire to come out. So that gives them about 20 hours to try to find a trade partner Mm -hmm. for Kyle Fuller. And then Mike Garofalo dropped some news that the Broncos will make quote a strong push for Kyle Fuller.
2: Yeah. And here's, what's interesting. If you're the bears, if you, Trade him, you get something, even maybe not very much. I mean, it's possible that an offer for Kyle Fuller might look something like a, a day three pick, as right. in something being better than nothing. If they cut him, it's nothing. The other thing that happens if the Bears cut Kyle Fuller is there's a strong expectation that the Green Bay Packers are going to be in. On him, And of course, uh, there's history there when a few years ago, when when Kyle Fuller, I believe, uh, was uh, designated with a transition tag in free agency, shook the Packers made an offer to four and literally the Bears responded by matching it within, I think, three hours of the <laughs> offer because they, they don't want to see Kyle Fuller twice a year with their arch rivals who already are well ahead of them uh, at at this point. And that's how Kyle Fuller got the $56 million four year contract that he has been playing on. Now it only had $18 million of guarantees. So it, it was kind of reasonable in that regard, but if Chicago wants to keep Kyle Fuller out of their division, it would behoove the bears to trade him. And that's where the Broncos can come in and, You know There may be interest from other teams as well, but everybody knows that the Bears are motivated sellers at this point, so the price is going to be reasonable in terms of the draft capital you'd have to trade. If something goes down, I think it's going to go down here in the next, as we're recording this at about 9 o'clock Mountain Time, I think something's going to go down here in the next two to four hours on this.
0: Mm, yeah, I think so, too, because you're right that the Bears want to dictate where Kyle Fuller goes and right. some teams along with the Packers uh, that, that are rumored to be in on this is, of course, the Broncos. And of course, that, that makes a ton of sense. Mace, we, we've known this whole offseason, the Broncos want to make a couple of big plays at cornerback. They already made one with Ronald Darby. And this would be a second one. Th- this would fit exactly the Broncos offseason plan, really take cornerback off the board for the draft in round one and, and certainly take a huge emphasis on off of it uh and then you have another team uh, the the los angeles chargers and i'm sure the bears would be fine sending him to either la or denver both in the afc west both far away from them they don't have to worry about california and he's not going to green bay he's not going within the division he's not going to the nfc and for the bears purposes cap wise They eat the same amount of dead money, whether they trade him or whether they cut him. They're eating $9 million in dead money either way, $11 million they will save either way. So for them, yeah, they they might as well get a seventh round pick back or they try to build a bidding war. We saw the Raiders do this earlier this week with Rodney Hudson. They said they were going to cut him, did the exact same thing, said they were going to cut him, but then held on to him until the next day's transaction wire. And they didn't just get a seventh. They didn't just get a, a, a fifth. They got a third-round pick back for him. Maybe that's something the Bears are trying to capitalize on as well.
2: Yeah, it's real fascinating uh, kind of what the Bears are doing here. I mean, it's, as far as you're know, trying to divest themselves of certain contracts at this point. Um, I mean, I'm not saying they're not trying to compete, but it's – I'm looking at the, I'm looking at this and I, I'm like, okay, I know that they're, they're sitting here according to over the cap, that they are $7.59 million dollars, uh, over the salary cap. But uh, man, I'm like, uh, this is not the, this is not the move I would make here to get in compliance.
0: Right. Yeah. I wouldn't either. And well,
2: uh, I, I would, I'd be looking at a Keem Hicks's contract and, you know, mm-hmm. I think you want to let like go of Akeem Hicks, but uh, you know, you you get just about the same amount of savings. It's really kind of, Really, kind of curious what's going on. Also, they could get in Andy Dalton. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yep. that's the funny thing about this. If they didn't have the Andy Dalton contract, they'd be finding dandy like sour candy right now in terms of being able to keep kyle fuller no
0: not so much man they could have kept mitch trubisky for 1.2 or 2.5 oh, 2. million and kept kyle fuller too <laughs> that's that's what's kind of hilarious
2: about this you look at the trubisky contract dalton doesn't offer really an upgrade over nick Foles. i mean no what is going what's going on in chicago
0: yeah weird stuff and the Broncos are going to try to capitalize and Mace this move just makes so much sense you don't need Mike Raffalo's report saying the Broncos will make a strong push we all knew that but that's just extra motivation why, why the Broncos are going to make a big push here and so who would the Broncos be getting well they'd be getting a soon to be 30 year old cornerback but just turning 30 and a cornerback that is very talented former first round pick in 2014 and a guy who really came together under Vic Fangio. He had his best season in the NFL and Vic's last year in Chicago in that season, Mace. He led the league in interceptions. He was a pro bowler and he was an all pro. Then he carried that momentum into 2019 with another pro bowl season. And so this is a guy who the Broncos want, but I'm sure Kyle Fuller wants to play in Vic Fangio's defense. Now he can do that uh, out in Los Angeles uh, as well with the chargers, but why not just play for the Godfather himself? Why not play for Vic himself? Because if Kyle Fuller uh, wants to maximize his potential, We've clearly seen that that is with Vic Fangio.
2: Yeah, and I think one of the, mo- the most interesting things about this is when you look back at the arc of uh, Kyle Fuller, the Bears, they declined the fifth-year option on him. Oof. Going back, it, this like a little was in- Garrett Bowles. Exactly, and then, of course, what happens there were echoes of the bowl of the, of the fuller situation in bowls last year, because fuller in his fourth year, just played just balled out. And that's what led the bears to put the transition tag on him to make sure they at least had the, the right to, to match that very good season before, before he had the transition tag. Then after the transition tag, he exploded. That was his, that was his all pro season in, in 2018. And then, um, you know, there's a, there's a great there's a great little story about um uh how kyle fuller really got his career going uh after he played golf with Vic with Vic fangio (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm
0: -hmm,
2: mm -hmm. and and that uh and that Vic fangio kind of uh open had had his eyes open a little bit when he saw just how competitive kyle fuller was on the golf course
0: yeah i love
2: it next thing you know Fuller's taking off. He's playing well under Vic Fangio. Uh, the the two think highly of each other. You have to you have to try Zach. Now the question is, how high would you go in trying to trade for Kyle Fuller? Because of course, one thing that does loom over this is you're trading for a guy who is in the last year of his contract. So you could be getting a one year player unless you can work out an extension at some point in the next 12 months, what would you give up for that? And that's probably going to do, de- even though it could be competitive, it would, it will probably depress his value because if things don't work out, it could be rent a corner.
0: Yeah, you're, you're exactly right, Mason. So I guess the first question is, and this is a quick one, Mace, are you trading for Kyle Fuller or are you rolling the dice and letting him hit free agency potentially at 2 PM Denver time today?
2: uh bird in the hand worth two in the bush Yep. uh i'm i'm trying to make that deal i'm i'm trying to i'm trying to make that trade i'm thinking it's for a day three pick okay and maybe we're talking about a fourth or a fifth
0: okay so chicago comes to you and they say uh fourth round pick are you taking it
2: well my counter offer is going to be a fourth and the and then you send a you send Kyle Fuller back and, uh, and send a maybe maybe send a sixth round pick and, and I can say a sixth round pick next year. So, oh,
0: okay. Okay. And
2: instead of uh, around seven this year, I've got enough seventh round picks. I say, g- give me a, give me a six next year and, uh, we got it.
0: Okay. And, uh, and Ryan Pace says, no, 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 I I'm worried about this year because this is the last year of my contract. He says, in fact, the, uh, the, the chargers just called, and they're giving me a third, but you know, I know Kyle wants to go to Denver. So if you, if you match it with the third, it's a done deal. Mm. Ooh. Now we're creeping into day two. We're
2: creeping into day two. And, um, personally I would not have no problem re-signing Kyle Fuller because one thing that you can do in terms of the accounting is think this way, Bryce Callahan's coming off your books after this year. So I can, get kyle fuller's contract in get an extension in for him by saying all right i'm not going to bring back bryce calvin because he's injury prone yeah i would uh yeah i do i i do it for a third but he'd do it that's he, painful that's it. painful man i don't want i don't really want to do that <laughs> because i i need those picks we're gonna you're gonna need some dudes and i think uh uh, you, you are about accumulating draft capital, but at the same time, you want to keep Kyle Fuller away from. You want to keep Kyle Fuller away from the Charges. The other thing is that if you if you get Kyle Fuller, that's a draft pick, and yeah. I would say if you trade for Kyle Fuller, then I'm th- i if I'm George Payton, I'm thinking unless I am moving up. To take Trey Lance or a quarterback. If I if I come from out of these pro days in love with a quarterback, I could move up or stand pat. Otherwise, I'm trading down. That's sort of the, that's where you go in. And so, really, you get Kyle Fuller, Farley Sertan, even the next uh, the next tier, J.C. Horn, Greg Newsom. I think they're off the board for the yeah. Broncos. My cornerback investment for the long term is Kyle Fuller and gambling that what he's done in recent years is going to carry over into his age, 30, 31, 32 seasons. There's every indication it can. He's, you know, the peak season was 2018, but he hasn't slid appreciably the last couple of years. I'm, I'm planning on Kyle Fuller being my being in my secondary for the next three years. So I'm willing to give him an extension. He effectively becomes my corner draft pick.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then Mace, if you trade back, you can easily get that third-round pick that you traded for Kyle Fuller. You'll get that right back. J- j- just for trading back in the draft, so there you go. But wait, wait, wait. Chicago Bears are calling again. Los Angeles Chargers offering a second for him. Same deal's on the table. He wants to go to Denver more. You doing the deal, or are no. you letting him go to L.A.? i letting him go to L.A. And Mace, I'm, I'm on the exact same mindset as you. The, the only difference with me is – it's easy for me to give up a third for him where it was hard for you, but I'm letting him go to LA. If it comes down to a second round pick and also George Payton, this is going to be a very interesting dynamic because we know Vic Fangio wants Kyle Fuller bad. And we know that George Payton really values his draft picks and is a draft and develop guy and is going to be aggressive, going to be in everything, but not reckless. This balance would be so interesting here if it boils down to, to something this high, like a second and a third round pick. Vic saying, do it, do it, do it. And, and George saying, ah, man, that's just getting reckless. That would be so fascinating to be a fly on the wall for that.
2: Yeah, the other thing that's, Kind of looming over this is uh, uh, what you're doing at the at the quarterback position now. If the Broncos do bring in a veteran, and I think they will, it's really for all intents and purposes right now down to Nick Foles, Gardner you and Sam Darnold. Now, Foles would make Pat Shermer very happy. They go back uh, with a connection to Philadelphia when Shermer was on Chip Kelly's staff. But Darnold is really intriguing, and the price tag for Darnold appears to be dropping to where the Jets wanted a couple of second-round picks. There's been really no interest at two twos. So now we're talking about maybe one two and maybe a two and a four, two, and a five. And and that's part of the reason why I think the Broncos would probably blanch at giving up a second-round pick is because using that pick to trade for Sam Darnold is something that may very well be on their radar in terms of the a move at quarterback that they end, that they end up making. Another thing that uh, may also be on the radar as well is that, and I thought it was interesting that George Payton talked about how it's going to take, it's, it's going to uh, take a while to, to fix everything that, you know, basically they're going to play the long game here and, um, doesn't that not dovetail with Trey
0: Lance? Mm-hmm. Yes, it absolutely does, Mason. And I actually think, man, if they get Kyle Fuller and they plug cornerback entirely and just with the way they're handling the quarterback situation, dang, Mace, I'm saying mm. it looks like rookie first-round quarterback. And then also – You can pay Kyle Fuller. If you want, you can pay Von Miller after this year because you have your favorite thing. You have a cost control quarterback drink Drink. on this Friday. Mason's taking a sip. (laughs) That's tasty. That's tasty. Oh, man. Talk about tasty is what George Payton would be building Mm -hmm. here. He would keep the defense uh, really, really good. Uh, Elite in my mind is what the defense would be. And then you add a rookie talented quarterback. I'm all in for this.
2: Yeah, and then what's interesting is that uh, uh, if you look at the quarterbacks available, if they trade for Sam Darnold, that tells me they're not drafting a quarterback because he's young, he still has some upside. Gardner-Mengshu can kind of go either way, but then I still think probably more likely that uh, they're not going quarterback early. Nick Foles, on the other hand, if Pat Shermer's former protege is the guy that they're going to trade for, and who knows? Maybe if we're talking about a deal between George Payton and Ryan Pace, maybe the name of Nick Foles comes up in the course of that discussion. Yeah, Nick Nick Foles doesn't prevent you from doing that, and actually, from and actually, uh, uh, may kind of make that more possible because if you do draft Trey Lance, ideally Trey Lance doesn't see the field until you're eliminated this year. If that happens, you, maybe you're not eliminated at all. Maybe all the moves you've put together mean that you're having that, uh, that nine and eight or 10 and seven type season, by the way, doesn't it seem weird to think about going nine and eight or
0: 10, and seven? Yes, it does. You're absolutely right. But that
2: appears to be the reality of the NFL this year. As we got a word yesterday that uh, they're just waiting on ownership finalization of the 17 game regular season schedule for 2021 and beyond. So you get Kyle Fuller on that defense, and I think you've got top five defense easily. Yeah. And easily. unless you have unless you have a catastrophic wave of injuries. And yes, I know you had a catastrophic wave of injuries last year. The odds of that happening two years in a row, Zach, are infinitesimal.
0: Yeah, they're and catastrophic. You'd have to say,
2: yeah, you'd have to say the Broncos are the are maybe the unluckiest team in the NFL right now if they have injuries on defense like they did last year to that degree. Yeah. You'd so call I would this... uh,
0: you call them the Los Angeles Chargers at that point.
2: Oh, hey, 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 easy, <laughs> easy. Although it's not like they have any fans who care anyway. So <laughs> easy. No, don't yeah. take it easy. <laughs> so anyway, you you have a top 5 defense and I, I found myself wondering, okay, the last few years, what does having a top five defense mean? Especially as after I saw, you know, my prediction about, oh, if the Broncos get Kyle Fuller, they're going to be top five defense. People reacting to that on Twitter. So I said, all right, let's take a look at this. A top five defense means that your absolute floor is probably five and eleven. Right. If if you have the quarter, if you have even like a bit better quarterbacking, so like lower side of average. It, it to poor quarterbacking and you know bottom line is last year the broncos had poor play from the quarterback position promising stuff at the end at times yes but still on the whole poor quarterback play so that's where like you start talking about teams that go six and ten seven and nine or even five and eleven that floor because uh maybe even eight and eight, nine seven because what you have is teams that went top that that went were kind of average or a little bit above with a top five defense. Some teams like that were the 2016 Broncos with your guy, Trevor, the 2016 Texas with Brock Osweiler, the 2015 Texas with Brian Hoyer, who was actually okay that year. Uh, Jacksonville had a season. Jacksonville had a a couple of seasons with a top five defense. They one went five and 11, with Blake Bortles one, they were 10 and six with Blake Bortles. They went all the way to the AFC championship game. So basically you could have a season, Zach, where if you've taken this defense, the to top five, even if Drew Locke fails to launch and has to be replaced by a Nick Foles that you bring in, uh, you could still be competitive and be a playoff team. And imagine a scenario, Zach, where you, where you get back to the playoffs, but, if you were able to get Trey Lance, you have the quarterback you're developing in your back pocket. It would, it would be very similar to Buffalo, although they got the quarterback in 2018, but Buffalo goes to the playoffs at 9-7 at and seven in 2017, gets Josh Allen in there in 2018, takes a step back, but then takes that leap forward. Maybe the Broncos pull off something like that, except... If they love Trey Lance and George Payton loves Trey Lance and is willing to move up to get him, they actually have that season with the young quarterback already in their back pocket. And then then you've actually done a couple of things. You've got you've got your quarterback for the future that you're going to build around and and you've had a season where you got the culture right and you fixed it and got some winning and good vibes back into that locker room.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mason, you know, that, that situation could remind you uh, of another team, the Kansas city chiefs, Alex Smith is very successful with them, but they have Thank that you. young quarterback in the back pocket and man, they're, Trey Lance is the has is the potential of the the Patrick Mahomes in this draft where just he has everything. Is he going to be Patrick Mahomes? No, he's not going to. But can can he be maybe that type where just everything comes together because he has every single tool, including the mind? Potentially, potentially. And man, uh, we know that uh, George Payton is going to be at every single pro day. Mm -hmm. Definitely looking at quarterbacks. His words yesterday. Yeah. And uh, people
2: like, oh, is he bluffing? Um, I think he's gathering information right now. I don't, I think it's possible that uh, they may end up trading down and not taking a quarterback. And I still think that's probably the most likely outcome here, but I don't think they're doing this to try to deceive everybody. They're doing this. So they know what they're looking at. And one little interesting thing that you cut that kind of putting two and two together and, uh, you know, sort of, uh, you know, checking around that sort of thing is that I would say that if you get to say mid-April and Sam Darnold is not on this team and Gardner Mingshu is not on this team that I think the chances of the Broncos going quarterback are are more than a long shot in round one Mm. also thinking in terms of what they expect to do like let's say you get Kyle Fuller in there. We're talking about this top five defense. And I say, okay, the absolute floor is five and 11, but you're more likely to finish about seven and nine, or let's say eight and nine, nine and eight, ten and seven. Still (laughs) going to have to get used to that, but that's a potential, a potential outcome that could really work out. Kind of like those Texans teams of 15 and 16 that I mentioned with Hoyer and Brock Osweiler. That means you're picking about 19th or 20th. And even if you've uh, you've acquired a extra draft capital, it's not going to be as easy to go to the top next year and get a quarterback as it would right now. So, this is why if they find themselves having a conviction on one of these guys, nine is the position from which to do it because you can lo- you can launch yourself. I mean, let's you could probably even get to number three for the cost of your first round pick next year and a player a player that maybe you can spare because like, for example, Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy are both excellent, but you could trade one of them and still have a wide receiver one. And then you got Tim Patrick as a wide receiver too. So imagine for a moment, maybe a deal. That's uh Jerry Judy and Jerry Judy and a first round pick. Uh, and then 2022 first round pick for the Broncos to go from nine to three. And yeah, I know the Dolphins just got Will Fuller, but I think it's something they might think about.
0: Yep. Yep, exactly Mason. Mace huge news coming down the pipe right now. <laughs> the Broncos have agreed to a long-term deal with Justin Simmons, 4 years, 61 hey! million dollars with 35 million dollars in guarantees. And there you go, Justin Simmons resets the market at safety. Justin yep. isn't going anywhere. And you know what? He got over
2: $15 million a year. That is massive. And it, it's good for him, but he got what he got, what he wanted. Hey, the Broncos probably should have taken care of him earlier.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, they should, but uh, he got what he wanted. He, he's, he's going to be sitting there. Uh, I believe it's going to put him top of the heap at, at safety in terms of pay. Yeah. $35 million in guarantees What a a great deal for Justin Simmons. I'm happy for him that this is resolved. And uh, the second tag was a bridge to a long-term deal. Ecstatic to bet you keep the culture together and more and more investment. I know it's kind of weird to say this in light of the Philip Lindsay stuff this week, but a bigger arc beyond Phil is investment in the guys that you draft and develop. And I know it didn't work out for Phil, but you look at the last few months and you look at Garrett Bowles' deal Shelby Harris this week, Mike Purcell, Brandon McManus, now Justin Simmons. An awful lot of money going into keeping your own guys.
0: Yep, exactly. And just just how it should be, Mace, then that's exactly what George Payton is going to do as a general manager of the Denver Broncos. And we're seeing it right here uh, with, with this. And how about that? So in the first week of free agency, George Payton locks up. Uh, Justin Simmons long-term locks up Shelby Harris long-term. I know there are things uh, with, uh, with Philip Lindsay fans are are upset about, but in terms of keeping guys that the team wants to be here Mm long-term, that's what George Payton's doing.
2: Yeah. That's what he's doing. It's part, it's funny. Like he's, you know, Shelby Harris, when I talked with him on Wednesday, talked about how they got to change the culture. But what is interesting is it's changing part of the culture change. It does involve the guys that are here. And and I think a big part of that culture change, Zach, is in rewarding the guys you develop, you draft and develop. I mean, a couple of years ago, we're talking about Jawan James getting big money. And clearly there's some resentment that bubbles over. And we see it kind of little bubbles pop to the surface from time to time. But there's resentment over the fact that so much money went to a guy that you imported. Yeah. Now the money is going to the guys that you bring up Yeah. and they've, and, and granted they're worthy of it, but that is how a functional organization operates. When you yep. get good players. And I know people are going to say, what about Phil? What about Phil? I get that. Philip Lindsay is an, it, it, Philip Lindsay is a, a guy who did not fit what Pat Shermer wanted to do schematically. And also uh, maybe the exception of this rule is going to be running backs because, I don't think George Payton, if he had his way, would be sitting there with that Melvin Gordon contract either.
0: Right. Yeah. I think, I think, I think he right. would,
2: ra- yeah, I think he'd, ra- he, he running back is a place where he'd rather have got like a, you know, first, first contract guys or guys on relatively small deals like, you know, Mike Boone, I know everyone's kind of up in arms, always oh, replacing Phil Lindsay, but blah, blah, blah. Well, he's also a special teamer. And also that contract is not something, it, it's not a Melvin Gordon contract. It's, it's a backup running back/ slash special team's Ace, and he is an ace. He, that don't get me wrong. this, this guy, the more I, when I went back and watched some more of him, I got some Steve Tasker vibes watching Mike Boone. This guy is a special special teamer.
0: yeah. Tom yeah. McMahon is ecstatic to have Mike Boone. Yes, he absolutely is. Holy cow, what a way to kick off the day, Mace. (laughs) In the the past 12 hours, we find out about uh, Broncos being interested in Kyle Fuller. Now we get the breaking news that Justin Simmons is the highest paid safety in the NFL with a deal that resets the market. Justin isn't going anywhere for the next four years, and George Payton making moves. And Mace, this is a deal that could open up cap space as well for the Broncos if they make his deal this way. So holy cow, this is something where Kyle Fuller could be in the works any minute now. And before we go any further, I want to tell you guys about how to become part of our family, because just like George Payton, we want to keep you guys around and have you here. So we're offering so many reasons for you to join our family and to subscribe to the DNVR.com. There's so many members. First, you get the exclusive right to leave comments on this podcast. Plus, there's a members only discord where you get to talk to other diehard fans and us whenever you want. It is popping off right now with the Justin Simmons contract. You get to read our content you get free dnvr shirt with an annual membership you get the dnvr locker weekly deal you get the big beer for the price of a small beer over at the dnvr bar and you have a chance to of course jump on our live streams and enter the red zone on our on our typical friday shows the three ring circus and for the next couple hundred members who sign up and become a dnvr member we're given a free holistic wellness holistic stick uh, recovery stick, and what that is, it's a it's a stick that packs 10 milligrams of CBD from our friends over at Holistic Wellness, and if you use. If you join us, we'll send you a gift card or or, or a coupon code that gets you 30% off over at Holistic Wellness by using the code DNVR30 over at holisticwellness.com. So make sure to become a member of us to get that Holistic Wellness stick. And also make sure to become a member of of our great community so you can leave comments and be part of this community and support us. We would really appreciate it.
2: Absolutely. And of course, being a part of this community means being a part of family that includes our friends over at Breckenridge Brewery, you know what kind of partner they are. Of course, here to DNBR, and you know they they take that they'll take care of you with some great beers. And now they're going to take care of you with some seltzers. Good company, hard seltzer. I saw it over at King Supers here in color here uh, in Colorado last night. A fifteen pack, it's sitting right there. With apple pear, cherry, peach, berry, and honeydew. You can find out where those delicious Breck Brew seltzers are, the good company hard, hard seltzers. Find out where those are at the Breck Beer locator. Find out where you can get that 15-pack nearby. They have not disappointed anyone at DNVR who's tried them. So check them out. Also, don't forget to check out the farmhouse if you're in the Denver area. Use that magical code DNVR and save $5 off your meal over at the farmhouse call 303 803 1380 from noon to 8 p.m to pick up your order at the farmhouse they'll bring it out to your car for you and of course they'll throw in some seltzers they'll throw in some beers They're, it's on the menu they'll bring it right there you can get the most the the full the most full complete array of Breckenridge uh, brews of course is at the farmhouse because it's at their brewery in Littleton which is right off Santa Fe so check that out if you're outside of Colorado no sweat check out the Breck beer and locator. I mentioned it so you can find those good company hard seltzers, but you can find any of the delicious flagship Breckenridge brews. You, if you want to find out where to get them, check out the Breck beer and locator on the Breckenridge brew website. Odds are you are not too far from someplace where you can get some of that strawberry sky, the avalanche, ale, the Colorado core. Some of those flavors are just probably just waiting for you at a grocery store, a liquor store, convenience store, even in some States, a, Pharmacy. It's all, it's all there. So check that out. The Breck Beer Locator on the Ridge Brewery website. Also want to tell you about Gabby Insurance. We are all looking for ways to save money, right? Especially now. So let's, let me ask you this. How would you like to keep an extra $961 in your pocket? That's is how much Gabby customers save per year on average on car and home insurance. Gabby takes the pain out of shopping for insurance by giving you an apples-to-apples apples comparison of your current coverage with 40 of the top insurance providers like Progressive, Nationwide, Travelers. So just link your current insurance account, and in just minutes you'll be able to see quotes for the exact same coverage that you have right now. Gabby customers, like I said earlier, save an average of 900 900- per year be nice to have that pocket every in your pocket every year right I mean that might be your Christmas budget that might go a long way toward taking that vacation that that you want to some tropical destination or if you're outside of Colorado and you want to come back to Colorado uh, maybe you're from here and you moved away or maybe you've fallen in love with Denver sports for a distance that $961 of savings that can get you back to Denver flight, hotel, and some money left over to go to the DNVR bar, watch some games, and hang out with your family over at DNVR. So check that out. Get, you're probably overpaying on your car and home insurance, so find out how Gabby can help you. Free to check, no obligation. They don't sell your info. You'll not get blown up with insurance calls after checking Gabby out. So that's Gabby.com slash DNVR. One more time, G-A-B-I.com. Slash DNVR. Go on over to Gabby.com slash DNVR and show them how and find out how much you can save on home and auto insurance.
0: Absolutely. Whew. Mace. Now let's hop into the comment section. First one coming in from Casper. Fellas with Albert O coming back from an ACL injury. Do you see the team signing anyone late in free agency to have as an insurance policy if Albert isn't ready to start the season?
2: Uh, that's a good question. Um, now, of course, they, uh, they didn't, they had the option to give an RFA tender to Jake, but Troy Fumagalli, they didn't. Fumagalli, somebody who, if he lingers on the market, I could just see them bringing him back. And that would be a relatively cheap, uh, a one-year type of deal. And we saw late in the season, how Fumagalli can step in and actually deliver a, a quality level of play as, as a reserve. So I think uh, maybe somebody like him remains on the roster. Don't forget about Austin Ford. And I guess it's easy to forget about him because he's dealt with injuries the last couple of years. He's kind of now succeeding Jake Butt in the uh, high upside but injured tight end who's in the mix and yeah, I know. Yeah. Your insurance policy for Alvaro might be somebody who has been dealing with injury issues of his own, but, uh, don't forget about Austin Ford who has flashed in those moments. He's been out there in both 2019 and 2020, mostly on the practice field, but also briefly in the preseason in 2019. And, uh, I think they'd be comfortable with, with him. And then if you need one more guy for the room, like I said, Sumagalli or somebody you can kind of, you can bring in, you can find, you can find those guys. So, uh, I don't, I don't foresee a, a big move coming at tight end, or it, it might just be again, like I said, bring back Fumagalli.
0: I, I totally agree with you, Mace. Um, and on top of that, yeah, Fumagalli, but you also have Nick Vanette. You could yeah. move on from him and save uh, like $2 million in cap if you move on from him. And the Broncos have not made that move yet. And maybe it's because of this, that your own insurance policy is already on your team right now. And if it's not on your team, well, then it is a Troy Fumagalli who's very close to being on your team.
2: Yeah. And uh, sometimes you have those guys that you don't give that tender to, but you know you can get them back. Uh, a is probably is probably one of those guys at this point. He knows your scheme, knows what you're doing. And, uh, you know, on short notice, like when Noah Fant was six, stepped in against Carolina, played pretty well. So you know that he can come in and, for at least a little while, can deliver quality play to spell one of your injured guys.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Next one coming in from, oh, Mace, it's for you. Oh, oh,
2: okay. Here, as I'm looking at Brandon Mass's contract details, it's from the count who says, poets have been mysteriously silent on the subject of cheese. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, am I missing something here, Mace? That is interesting. I haven't given that subject much thought. <laughs> um, I mean, we did mention the Green Bay Packers earlier in this podcast and in regards to in regards to their interest in kyle fuller so you know packers cheeseheads wisconsin all that stuff
0: (laughs) (laughs) maybe that's maybe kyle's thinking about green bay a lot maybe he's thinking about kyle kyle fuller not wanting to go to green bay maybe that's how we tie this in (laughs) well uh,
2: maybe but at the same time um he did want to go to green bay earlier in his career that that's why and uh That's like I said, that's that helps the Broncos. That that helps the motivation for a trade because even though the Packers probably have to pull off some gymnastics, I would imagine they would be interested in Kyle Fuller if he were on the open market. And I would also imagine the Bears have no desire to trade Kyle Fuller to Green Bay.
0: Yes, I would totally agree with you there. And speaking of the count, I know we threw him off and a lot of people off yesterday by doing three-ring circus on Thursday. That was because of the NCAA March Madness tournament today, and we're doing a whole live show. So no matter when you're listening to this, there's probably a live show going on, uh, a bonanza to to cover the tournament. So that's why we did the live show yesterday. Typically, though, you guys are all right, that the, the three-ring circus will be on Friday. So that, just a little difference in the week this week. Yeah, little little curveball, and uh, not go- not going to be
2: a, a regular thing doing the three ring circus on Thursday. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's a special time. It's it's March Madness. I mean, if anything's going to cause some change, it's going to be March Madness,
0: right? Yep, exactly. The whole world stops for basketball. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Next one coming in from Dan Burke. Hey, guys. So I wanted to compare the stats of two different players that play the same position, real quick. I'm specifically talking about the first two years of their career where. Player A caught 38 passes for 415 yards and 5 touchdowns. Player B caught 102 passes for 1235 yards and 6 touchdowns. Player B is obviously more productive, right? Player A is Juan or John Juanu Smith who signed a 4-year $50 million deal with the Patriots. Player B is Noah Fant. Ooh. Now Fant was a first round pick and Smith wasn't. So it stands to reason that Fant would be a bigger future feature of the Broncos offense and therefore have more opportunities to be productive, but it's not a reach to say that Fant deserves to be paid more than Smith. The question is, would y'all be willing to pay at least 13 million a year for Fant when the time comes around?
2: Absolutely. Especially looking at where the, where contracts are going. And I would imagine in George Payton's long-term planning he's probably already budgeting for picking up the fifth year option on Noah Fant, And it's amazing how quickly that, uh, that comes the, uh, the the decision on the fifth year option for Noah Fant's going to come in May of 2022. So not, not too far ahead. And by the way, one change in the fifth year option is that used to be that you could rescind it for any reason other than injury. Now, there's not even that you, you you give the fifth year option you're on the hook so the, the decision on Bradley Chubb of course comes later this spring and then Noah Fant a year beyond that so I think they give the fifth year option uh, to Fant and then assuming he continues his growth start working on a long-term deal if it's really going to be about rewarding the guys that you've got Noah Fant's on a trajectory where he's going to get that reward too
0: Yes, exactly. And Mace, I think $13 million for Noah Fant would be, uh, would be a steal right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think you do do that. I think that price will be over 15 by the time you're Mm -hmm. paying Noah Fant. So get ready for that 13 right now. I would do it for, I think that for, for the player that I think Noah Fant is going to be.
2: Yeah. He's let's see if he stays healthy this year. I mean, what he did last year, he did despite dealing with an ankle problem. Uh, The sky is still the limit for Noah Fant. And I, I, he's, He's progressing very well. When you step back and kind of look at other tight ends and what they did in years 1, years 1 and 2, Noah Fant is actually right where you want him to be.
0: Yep, exactly. He is. And Mesa, some other quick news. Boy, this is a, a busy morning. Brandon McManus said the Broncos are converting Brandon McManus's twenty twenty-one roster bonus into signing bonus to clear cap space per Brandon McManus. So Brandon uh breaking on news himself. And that just means Broncos going for even more cap space. So this could be a push for Kyle Fuller. This is exciting, that's for sure.
2: Yeah, this is uh uh the th- th- this is crazy, man. This is funny. <laughs> it's
0: all happening. It is crazy, and it is all happening. And something else that's crazy and all happening: Mace is over at Colorado XOs, just as crazy as today is with the Broncos. That's what Colorado XOs is doing, because they are building this very, very unique team by taking athletes that have competed at the highest level of different sports and bringing them together to compete with a team called Colorado XOs. It's rugby here in Colorado, just in our backyard, and. Glendale. They are competing and we've got our guy Colton Strickler covering it straight for you. And also with the rugby world cup, just around the corner, the DNVR.com is the best place to be for all of this. He's got a a weekly DNVR rugby podcast. Please subscribe. It really helps us out. And also he's got great articles on the DNVR.com to break everything down. And he really gives you the insight into the game and also this cool situation with the Colorado XOs. And of course, the World Cup is coming at the beginning of April. April 3rd and 10th, two matches are scheduled and will be live streamed. So stay tuned for that and stay tuned for our coverage of everything going on with the World Cup and the Colorado Exos over at thednvr.com.
2: Yeah, it's pretty cool to see what they're doing in terms of uh, helping grow the game of rugby in this country and also uh, uh, yeah, bringing uh, bring some different athletes to it. I mean, that's, you know, rugby and soccer are two sports where, If uh, we had a few more of our best athletes in there, we'd probably do better on the global stage. And this may help our rugby teams do better uh, over at the rugby world cup and other international events. also want to tell you about zoom care. Who wanted to, who want you to know, you may never have to sit in a doctor's office again. You heard that right. If you hate going to the doctor, just like the rest of us, check out zoom. The one thing that we can take away from the pandemic is the ability to do more things from the comfort of our own home. And you know what? Nobody like sitting in a doctor's office, or even going to the doctor for that matter. We all need to take care of ourselves. So what is Zoom's video care? You know what? It's like going to the doctor just from your couch. You can see here and chat with your doctor, just like in a traditional office visit get secure access to urgent primary and specialist care including mental health and guess what zoom's video care is covered by most private insurers usually with a co so check out zoomcare.com to get started that's z-o-o-m-c-a-r-e.com to get started there's nothing better than getting a diagnosis from your doc sitting in your own living room and guess and you know what zoom care wants to see some some more video visits from Colorado. So supporting our partners is supporting us. So help out. So help, help them out. Check out zoomcare.com, Z-O-O-M-C-A-R-E.com for all the details you need. And if, you're, if something's wrong, if you're just not feeling quite right, but you don't want to go to the doctor in person, check out zoomcare.com because that can be the first step to getting you back to health. They give you that diagnosis. You could be good, good to go. So check out zoomcare.com and see a doctor without leaving your home.
0: And guys, March Madness is here, literally tips off in about 10 minutes from the time Mason and I are recording this. And there's no better place to get in on all of the action than over at DraftKings Sportsbook because they have awesome deals going all weekend long. And the best one is they are giving you the chance to pick some select underdogs. And if that underdog pulls off the upset and you bet $4, you'll win $256 in honor of the tournament. They're giving you 6 64 to one odds. And that's all you have to do Bet $4 on a select underdog to win $256 on the turn on the weekends tournament. And guys also make sure to just b- be in on DraftKings. They're offering great odds boosts throughout the weekend, and if you don't want to get in on March Madness, they have so much NBA, they have hockey, everything going on, again, with great daily odds boosts, so make sure to check out DraftKings. They're safe, secure, reliable, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. So head to the App Store now, download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now, and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to turn $4 into $256 if the underdog of your choosing pulls off the upset. That's go DNVR to turn $4 into $256 for a limited time only only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See draftkings.com/sportsbook for details. Gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700.
2: You know, I'm always exhausted when you get done reading that with all the uh all the disclaimers and all that on the DraftKings spots, but you do it very
0: well. I would stumble <laughs> over that like mad. <laughs> Thank you, Mace. I- I've been practicing. Yeah, nicely done. Nicely done. <laughs> thank you let's hop back into the comments mace and mike oh my gosh he he told us how to pronounce it on twitter mace can you help me out uh DeSico. mike de mike DeSico. okay there we go mike let us know if we got it he says he's gonna keep dropping comments until we get it right so mike de chiming and he says they say that sometimes the best moves you make are the ones you don't make so which are the best moves the broncos didn't make also mace who was right Wade Boggs or Barney? Defend your answer. And I have no idea where this is coming from. Oh,
2: Wade Boggs and Barney uh, were debating um, greatest English prime ministers. And, and, uh, you know, and uh, Barney argued, Lord Palmerston, Palmerston. And then (laughs) Wade Boggs says, Pitt the Elder, Lord Palmerston. I mean... I'm a little, you know, given what he had to deal with in wartime, and all, I'm, I'm a little more of a Churchill guy myself, but uh, I'm going to go with uh, Pitt the Elder. I'm going to say that Wade Boggs was right, even though he had to absorb a punch from Barney in the bar to, uh, to defend uh, to defend his views on British prime ministers. But, uh, <laughs> oh, man. I'm so lost, but I Bron- like it. <laughs> yeah it's, it's a very deep Simpsons reference from actually one of the classic Simpsons episode. So it's when Mr. Burns recruits Wade Boggs, Jose Canseco, Ozzy Smith, Don Mattingly, and other great Ken Griffey Jr. And other great baseball players to be on the company's softball team. It's an all-time Simpsons episode. If you're a baseball nerd like me, it's Simpsons and baseball. It's just like it was you know, 22 minutes of greatness, but that's neither here nor there. Um, best move the Broncos didn't make. What do you
0: think, Zach? Oh boy. It's, it's a, it's, you know, the, the one of recent that comes to mind and I know a lot of people say is Kirk cousins. Uh, but I just wouldn't necessarily agree with that because Kirk cousins ha- has been a good quarterback. Now, has he lived up to the contract? No, probably not, but he, he's been better than what the Broncos have. So I wouldn't agree with that. Oh man. It, it's certainly not any regarding right tackle since the Broncos have been involved in every single one of those deals. Yeah. You know what?
2: You think about this. Um, there was a chance for the Broncos to get Joe Thomas back in 2015 from the Browns and uh, would have required giving up some draft capital, which would have also probably required giving up Shaq Barrett to do it. Yeah. Now, if Shaq Barrett was still a Bronco, I think we definitely say sometimes the best moves are the ones you don't make, but in the end, it was not a move that was necessary to bring in Joe Thomas and Thomas, of course, his career ended. With an injury in 2017. So maybe you say that, but uh, I don't know. Joe Thomas would have looked awfully good in orange and blue.
0: No, uh, seriously. Yeah. Peyton Manning certainly would have appreciated that. <laughs> well, Trevor
2: Trevi Trev would have appreciated more because he would have gotten the full 2016 season with Joe Thomas at left tackle.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah you're right you're right mm. a lot of people would have appreciated that
2: yeah but i think all. Th- but more i think of the moves the broncos should have made and didn't i mean it's with ryan fitzpatrick in the news this month of course fitz magic would have made a lot of sense in 2016 i maintain that and i will say that <laughs> probably to my dying day
0: yeah 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 it's you're you're very true yeah, yeah you're very you're very right mace Next one coming in from, uh, bleeding orange and blue. Hey guys, didn't get, li- didn't get to listen to the pod today, but I had a thought and wanted to get your opinion with the possibility of us adding another cornerback fingers crossed for Kyle Fuller. What would you think of moving Oja Moody to a safety? Would this be something he could do or succeed at? Maybe something happens between now and the time your answer, but this, but that secondary sounds scary to me. Thanks for all you do.
2: Yeah. I, you know, i people keep asking me this on Twitter as well. Um, I haven't seen enough to where I'd be secure with, with OJ Moody and making the transition to safety. I'd like to see where he goes at corner first. So I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit lukewarm on that, especially relying on it. I, I would feel better about maybe getting him some safety reps, but also I'd, but having Will Parks ready to start there. I just, I, I, I've got to see a little more before it's something that, uh, for something that you trust.
0: Yeah, and and I I agree with that, Mace. Um, This is maybe a longer-term project, but it this yeah, like you said, it's not something that you count on right away to happen at all in fact I don't really like the idea uh, of doing that because Mace, you still need corners uh Ojemudia can be a good fourth safety or I mean a fourth corner this year and keep developing and then you know Bryce Callahan's contract is up after this year Kyle Fuller's contract is up after this year um and I don't think you're probably going to pay three high paid safeties so Ojemudia would need to step in so I wouldn't want to mess with him
2: yeah uh, not just yet. Let him, do, let him develop at the position uh, that, that he's at. Did you, did you have something you, I see you put it out there on Twitter. Justin Simmons deal isn't finalized yet.
0: Yes, it, it is not finalized, um, but it is expected to be done soon. From what I've heard, uh, the Broncos have not heard back that it is finalized. So they are waiting on official word, but you have uh Terrence Simmons, Justin Simmons wife saying, uh, saying that the deal is done and they're going nowhere. So I fully expect this to get done very, very soon. But as we're recording 9:58, it is not official yet.
2: Yeah. And Ian Rappaport putting out there that he said, I used the word agree. I should have said they're still parts of the deal being worked on though. The sides hope to complete it soon. The highest paid safety's payday is coming. And so I think that's key. They'd be dotting the eyes and crossing the T's, but he's going to be the highest paid safety in football. And the other thing that's interesting, if that guarantee is 35 million, consider this the Broncos in the last four months or four to five months, pardon me, would have given out over $84 million in guarantees Ooh. to Justin Simmons, Garrett Bowl, Shelby Harris, Mike Purcell, and Brandon McManus. Five first teamers. Or actually, did I? You know what? I may have screwed up the math. I'm sorry, because I'm just doing this off the top of my head. 35 and 21, 56, 71, 71. Yeah. Oh yeah. It is. It is. It is more. It is that range because the mass is guaranteed 9.5 and Mike Purcells was over four. So, so, so 56, 71, 75. Yep. 80, about 84 and a half million dollars in guarantees to five first teamers. That, that's, a of,
0: that's a lot of escrow,
2: huh, Mace? That's a lot of escrow, but it's a lot of escrow <laughs> into guys that you developed. I mean, you didn't, you didn't draft Shelby Harris, but you developed him. You didn't draft Mike Purcell, but you developed him. Didn't draft Brandon McMass, but he developed. And of course, Justin Simmons and Garrett Bulls from the 2016 and 2017 draft classes, respectively. And while you look at Shelby Harris and Justin Simmons and that's on George Payton's watch, the reality is, you tip the cap to this starting on John Elway's watch too. Let's give him let's yep. give him some credit here to get for getting the ball rolling, because he was the GM of record on the Bowles, Purcell, and
0: McManus extensions. Yes. You're, you're, you're so right. Mason <laughs> and more news coming in from Brandon McManus from Brandon McManus. He says, in addition to Brandon McManus the Denver Broncos, will also be converting Mike Purcell's roster bonus into a signing bonus to create cap space. So, I mean, the Broncos are just creating cap space after cap space. Mace seems like Kyle Fuller may be on the way. This is, this is an exciting pod. It feels like it's been like five hours with how much news is broken and we're only hitting the one hour mark right now.
2: Yeah. And I love uh, Mike Purcell's tweet. He retweets Brian McMahon, so He just says trusted sources.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, oh, this is
0: great! What a blast! Yeah, th- this <laughs> uh,
2: this is like okay, something's something's brewing here, and of course, all the speculation is going to go to Kyle Fuller.
0: Mm-hmm. Raise
2: your eyebrows like Fuller in Home Alone when he's <laughs> drinking Pepsi.
0: Yes, exactly. <laughs> no one's
2: going easy on the Pepsi today. If Kyle Fuller becomes a Bronco, I'll assure you of that. No way. Oh man, this is fun. Good times, man. Who knew that this was going to be a this this is going to be a pod a, a pod like this? So we are on free Philip Lindsay now. Correct? Yes. Ironic that we're talking about guys they brought back, but now he we come to a commenter, <laughs> yes. free Philip Lindsay, and if Lindsay is free. He says he or she says I have lost track of which pods won't have questions answered on, on the subsequent pods. I've been listening to pods a few days behind and just recently caught up. This is a long one. Sorry, like a week ago, I commented praying we keep Lindsay, but we know what happened. If I, t- I talked about wanting to get a Lindsay jersey, now I'm pretty sure I won't buy any Broncos jerseys this year. If Lindsay signs with a team for two years or more, there's a 75% chance I'll buy that jer- his jersey for that team. How is Philip Lindsay worth 2 million, but Mike Boone is worth 3 million. How is it not worth 3.8 to keep a pro bowl running back rush for a thousand yards in two seasons has no fumbles, blah, blah. We know the drill but he's also a dual threat running back who can catch passes. When people claim Lindsay can't catch, it's almost embarrassing because the stats expose these claims. Lindsay caught 74% of his targets the first two years. Melvin Gordon catches 74% of his passes. Saquon Barkley's first two years, he got 75% of his passes, then 71%. Lindsay has demonstrated that he can catch, and anyone who wants to argue that he can't catch, he needs to look at actual numbers and then argue that backs like Gordon and Barkley can't catch or they're being logically inconsistent, denigrating Lindsay. For something they don't denigrate other backs for. I think we can all agree if someone tried to say Bar- Barkley couldn't catch, they'd be laughed at. By the way, I've never set foot in Denver, hope too soon and literally don't get care about the buffs at all. Sorry. Some people don't get it. Lindsay isn't just love because he's a hometown guy. If he never lived in Colorado, he'd still be that rare special kind of player that wins the hearts of fans and pays dividends and merchandise, fan appreciation, fan engagement, etc. I pray Peyton has better things in store for this team going forward. P.S. Now that Lindsay is free from Shermer and the Broncos, good for him, honestly. I guess I'll have to change my name. Well, I mean, I think the, the reason why Philip Lindsay isn't a Bronco, the biggest reason, it's not fitting what Pack Shermer wants from his running backs. That that's that's really all this comes down to. Now, the other the other thing that you have to think about with Philip Lindsay is you talk about the target percentages. And that's well and good, but target percentages—that's also, that's also factoring in passes that are off target. I think you get a better look when you start talking about what their drop rate is. And for Philip Lindsay, that's something that has that has frankly been a big concern uh, over the course of his career. Because you go to, pardon me, you, you go to the, the last couple of seasons here as I'm queuing up his, uh, his, his drop stats from pro football focus in, tw- in 2020, he had four drops and he ended. And that was four drops on, uh, let's see here. Um, four drops on, on 39 catchable passes. Okay. Okay. In cause, because he had a uh, 35 or, or that word, no, pardon me. That was, I'm I'm actually reading it wrong here. That was 2018, 29, 2020, three drops on 10 cashable passes 2019 six drops on 41 cashable passes so so basically you've got nine drops and 51 cashable passes for philip Lindsay over the last two years so you can kind of figure out that rate that's pretty high that's about one drop every 5.5 opportunities now let's take a look at melvin gordon same same time span the, the last couple of years as we as we just go through it here and in 2020 melvin gordon three drops on 35 in 2019 four drops on 46 so 35 so 35 and 46 that is uh 80 that that's 81 and he has seven drops he won catchable passes so for him that's about one every 11 and a half so phil has a drop every one and a five and a half catchable passes melvin Every, every 11 and a half. Yeah. And that's the and- difference between those two. Target yeah. percentage. Don't look at target percentage because target percentage counts drops and missed passes that are on the quarterback as the same thing.
0: Right, right. Yeah. No, you're, you're exactly right, May. So that's almost twice as good. And also, pass protection we know was an issue for Phil last year. Uh, the numbers would back that up as well. And Mike Boone. Mace, he's a guy that said uh yesterday told us how important pass protection was. I think he said it's critical or crucial. Use even a crazier word to describe it. And on top of that, Mace, you also have Mike Boone, who was a receiver in 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 high school. So he knows just how important that is. So I know it's really tough for for people, but just trying to show why the broncos did it. It's just going to be better for the scheme and like you said free Phil I think everyone in Colorado uh, and and everyone who's a broncos fans going to be cheering for Phil wherever he goes.
2: Exactly. They're they're going to love him 100%. They're going to uh, be pulling for him, although it's going to be interesting if he ends up being a chief
0: Yes. Oh, it certainly would. Then we'll see who people are pulling for. (laughs) Exactly. Drew for QB says, Hey guys, finally subscribed. You make my work so much better. Anyways, onto the question. How much do you think Drew's shoulder affected him this season? I feel like he was playing really good the week before that. And even the beginning of the Steelers game and he got better as the season went on. So do you guys think it was his shoulder healing or him getting comfortable in the offense?
2: A little bit of the shoulder, also a little bit of uh, the offense, especially from the Miami game onward, uh, being tailored to get him outside the pocket more, kind of uh, narrow, kind of the 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 frame uh, that he was looking at in terms of in terms of his field of vision, and uh, very very similar to what happened last year as well under Rich Gangrello. I think those two two things are the biggest factors.
0: Yeah, I think you're right there, Mace. Next one from the Danimal. Well, F. Peyton started out strong and crapped the bed with the Phil departure. I don't blame our new GM solely for this. It falls on Schirmer's lap for an inability to maximize Lindsey's talent. If he doesn't get this offense firing on all cylinders this year quick, I'll be conducting the fire Pat Schirmer train with a heavy dose of tar and feathers for good measure. Nobody has ever found any level of success by treating Phil as an afterthought. And I'm afraid the Broncos offense is going to further prove that point. I hope I'm wrong, but you can bet I'll be supporting my home ground homegrown t-shirt, uh, in the front row at home games this season, trash talking our offensive coordinator, all four quarters, just to drive the point home. Good luck, Phil. I hope he wins a super bowl this year, wherever he ends up. And if we see him across the line this year, I hope he has a career day, puts up 200 and hands. One of those touchdown footballs to Shermer signed the Danimal. Holy cow. Well, I guess we know where the Danimal is. If he ends up on the chiefs, he's pulling for Phil in that game.
2: And just you're kind of thinking about this from Philip Lindsay's perspective. Do you think that in these negotiations, this path of being out in the market, do you think if he has to decide between a couple of teams, he's going to go for the team that plays the Broncos this year? Like if he had, like just hypothetically,
0: that's who Phil is.
2: Yeah. Hypothetically, if he has the option of going to say, I mean, I'll just name a team. If he has the option of going to the Arizona Cardinals or the New York Giants, does he elect to go to the New York Giants because they're on the Broncos schedule this year? Just
0: yeah, yeah. I even though he fills mentality,
2: bad example, because the Giants has Saquon Barkley. And I don't, I don't think that would happen, but just it's the sort of thing that maybe you think
0: about. Certainly. And Mace, last one coming in from Bronco turp My boys, it's been too long. I wouldn't say much on Lindsay because what else can be said? It's horribly frustrating when coaches refuse to play the strengths of this roster, especially when it's a guy of Phil's talent. It shows a lack of intelligence by Shermer or simple stubbornness to evolve his offense with the game of football. And it's why we're looking for a new offensive coordinator in 2023. It's just not sustainable. That being said, I'm here to talk the, talk the Terps to Broncos train into existence. Plenty of great backs in the draft but one in the later round flyer i'd take is jake funk top five back in the big 10 and led the league in yards per carry at 8.6 great hands out of the backfield and can pass pro two. toss in a 4 4 3 40 that will burn a backfield in space and you got yourself a dude also Peyton should get the horn with jc jackson like yesterday or should get on the horn with jc jackson like yesterday would kill to see him in orange and blue thanks for the indulgence fellas bronco Turp out and with J.C. Jackson, you would be giving up a second-round pick if you went out and signed him. So then you're weighing, okay, J.C. Jackson, he's younger than Kyle Fuller, but you're giving up more for him, so probably signing to a similar deal, and then you have to weigh that too.
2: Yeah, I, I'd say it's a pass on that just because of what you mentioned. Now, Jake Funk is interesting. The thing that uh, you wish he did better, you wish he changed direction better. And that he, you, if he gets going in full gallop, he is off to the races. Like – I think he will end up making for a very good kickoff returner in particular, Um, but he's not a punt returner. He's not a change of direction guy. He's not a cut on a dime guy and makes some, somebody miss. Like he runs through arm tackles because he's really, he's got that straight line speed. Uh, But that's why you're talking about Jake Funk being a later round guy rather than somebody who goes early is because he's just a straight ahead, straight ahead and go he's not somebody who's going to cut and make you miss but yeah late round sure if you accept kind of what he is late round undraft to priority undrafted absolutely
0: Yeah. And we know Mace that they're probably going to make a strong push for a running back at some point in this draft. Just is it second, third round, or is it late round with one of those guys? So a great, great guy to keep an eye on. And before we get out of here, Mace got to tell our good people about green mountain dental, because they've built a family practice over at green mountain dental, and they have supported us for many, many years. Supporting them is supporting us. So we ask that you please do that. They're only 15 minute drive from downtown Denver. And if you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam with Green Mountain Dental, they'll hand over a free Sonicare toothbrush. So what's better than taking care of your teeth than with good family care and someone that's going to give you a free Sonicare toothbrush when you just schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam. So please make sure to check out our friends over at Green Mountain Dental. And Mace, that'll do it for us today. Holy cow, what a day it is for Broncos country. Already a huge day and maybe a huge, huge day coming up later today as well. Thank you all so much for tuning in with us. Today, we will talk to you on Monday. Have an excellent weekend and enjoy the
1: match. Fly!